Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Iron Women podcast. We are coming off the heels of our leadership episode and this next episode is we're going to be talking about peace, craving calm, fear, maybe how to overcome some fear and stuff and just kind of the nature of peace. But before we jump into all of that, we have our connection card question and it is what were you caught doing the most at recess when you were a kid? Mm. I was your standard good old-fashioned recess kid. I loved recess. Um, we did hopscotches. Yeah. We did. We, I mean, I even had a specific little piece of a chain that I would use. <laughs> and um, because rocks just didn't, yeah, no, it was a little, and, you know, all the girls that we played, they had their, and we'd bring it with us, you know. <laughs> um, and then jump rope. Yeah, was a big thing. Um, But we liked we liked just doing the tag and stuff. I mean, we were just old fashioned recess people, but hopscotch by far. (laughs) Yes, I still I still can't walk by one without doing it. (laughs) How about you, Erica? Definitely did in like fourth or sixth grade, my class got into uh, jumping rope, but like the double dutch, we all learned how to do that and pee. So we'd all do it together. So Mm -hmm. it was really fun. Um, And then we, when I was younger in elementary school, um, we did a lot of like Red Rover, Red Rover, yeah, uh, mm. send whoever you know over, yeah, <laughs> try yeah. to break the chain or whatever. Um, and then a lot of I love the swings, I love the part of the swings when she would get so high that you would start seeing the legs of the structure pop out of the ground. <laughs> And then the teacher <laughs> would be like, Y'all need to, y'all need to calm down or you're gonna have to get off the swings, <laughs> mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then like. I got to a point with like the with the boys in my class where you could jump off once you got high enough, jump off the swing mm. and do a, a flip in the air and land on your feet if you were really talented. And I did get to the point where I could do that in like third grade, but then I couldn't do it once I got a little older. So like I loved the swings, Red Rover. I didn't know they did that. Um, I, d- <laughs> I was not a monkey bar fan because I saw so many of the boys in my class fall and break bones. And I was just like, I'm not doing monkey bars. I'm not a big heights person. Okay. So that's where I went when I just visualized you flipping off of a swing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They weren't supposed to be allowed to do that. We were. I can imagine. So yeah, that's my answer. Mm, Okay. Um, I don't know. Okay, so there I I do have like vivid memories of this like you know when they would like bury half the tires and create like a tire tunnel uh-huh, or whatever. Uh-huh. I for some reason just like have memories of like being in the tire tunnel and just like hanging out in the tire tunnel. <laughs> I don't know. Like so, I think I was a tire tunnel kid. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. A tire tunnel kid, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I have a memory of the slide and like going down the slide, falling off the slide, yeah, and like losing slides. my breath for the first time, like thinking that I was dying. You know, yeah. like. I've got that memory in there. And I then, had an yeah. embarrassing slide moment. We had one at my elementary school where the metal ones will burn you. Yeah. They'll burn your butt yeah. right yeah. up. Yeah. Fly will, on especially if we had to wear skorts at oh, the Christian yeah. school. So like uh-huh. our bare little legs was out. Uh-huh. Burn your butt on that thing. But then those things would, if you caught it right, mm-hmm. it would just slip you right off. Mm. So one time I ended, I fell at the end. And uh-huh. again, we're wearing like jumpers and skorts. Yeah. And I was wearing a jumper that day. And I went down the slide and I landed in a comp un- in a compromising position mm-hmm. and my jumper, I landed on my hands and knees. Yeah. Like forward. <laughs> and my jumper had flipped up over my head and my panties were just a showing. And the boys behind me were like, Erica's panties. <laughs> and everyone stared and I was so embarrassed. So much for modest jumpers. Yeah, so right. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. And we're revisiting childhood trauma on the next episode. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to jump right into our topic here. We're talking about peace, um, just fear, craving peace and and all of that. Um, And so, you know, we just we kind of want to open this up because 
first of all, this is a very prevalent, like the, the presence of anxiety, um, and busyness and just too much on our plates and everything. It's just so prevalent in, in today's world. And so I think one of the reasons why we wanted to add this in here is to just maybe kind of correct some misconceptions about Mm. peace, um, about what a chasing after of peace actually is and what it is that we are actually craving. So, um, Deanna, I recently heard you kind of speak on this topic and I know you have a ton of just really, really great conversation. Um, and so I think I want to open it up just with like, can, okay, can you define peace. Like we, we're all craving this word, right? Mm. This is like a, you know, trigger word right now. So what, what is peace? What is it that we're all chasing after? Let me be sarcastic with it first. I think we did that once before. That kind of helps us kind of see peace is when everything goes my way. Mm. Everyone tells me what to do. I have plenty of money to do what I want to do. My health is good to do everything I want to do. And everything's just perfect in a life that in a life that I need it to be. And I'm controlling everything. Perfect. Okay. End episode. There you go. <laughs> so the problem is, I think that is a general idea of what people want. Want. Yeah. As peace. So when they're like, please pray, I need some peace in this and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, one, if that is kind of your thinking and you're like, oh no, that's not mine. Like, okay, be realistic. Like really yeah. think like, is this what I'm thinking? I'm wanting peace to be because the truth is like when all that stuff is going that way, I do feel what I would say a sense of peacefulness, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And so when any of those things just don't go according to the way I want them to do, I can immediately feel a disruption in my soul, in my spirit of peacefulness not being there. Yeah. And so, um, and that can happen every day, numerous times a day. And so I think we have to kind of say that's an element of peace. And Mm. you guys have talked to enough women Mm-hmm. and had conversations. And I think that's when they come to us, like, I'm having anxiety, I'm having this. And if you really get down to asking them the questions, you find that it's like life has gotten out of what they perceive to be their control. Yeah. Okay, so um, it starts at just realizing you don't have control. Mm-hmm. You don't have control. And so if you can understand that you don't have control of things first, then you won't have the expectation of having control in every situation, everything going your way. Hence, then you won't have peace robbed from you all the time. Mm, so honestly, right good. off the bat, that can dispel a lot of issues with girls that have been, oh, it's it's so hard now because we, we have so many generations now that have been raised with this idea that I can be and do anything I want to do and, yeah. and I can have everything I want to have. And they get this mentality that they need to have, there's going to be this trajectory of life in their mind where they, they realize it or not. And as soon as something doesn't go right or according to their plan, they feel anxious now. Yeah. Okay. And so you have to, you can't just then immediately treat the anxiety. Right. And so unfortunately, we have a lot of girls that think they need counseling. They think they need medicine because they just have a very skewed view of life. Yeah. And so that's where I start with people. Um, But then you have the ones that constantly stay in front of the news um, they, they constantly just feed drama in their life mm-hmm. and they become anxious because of it. Yeah. And I say to them, okay, if that's you, pull yourself away from the things that are br- bringing anxiety into yeah. your life. Yep. Like stop watching the news yeah. for however long. Yeah. Stop seeing all the things on social media and stuff. Like instead of still wanting to do all your stuff you want to do, do or control all the stuff you want to control and then just give me medicine to fix it right or you know give me a therapist you know so I honestly think there's just some things out there that right off the bat you can just say listen one this is the reality of life yeah life's hard yep life's hard bad things hard things difficult things things that you don't like are going to happen to you and we need to tell our children that yeah 
Um, now, don't shield them from all of that because I see a lot of younger girls now that the first thing goes wrong. And now all of a sudden they're questioning their entire yes. identity. And you've got 12 year old girls on all kind of anxiety medicine. Mm-hmm. So we need to be very careful with that kind of stuff. Um, but when we talk about like a piece a Christian has, yeah, I think um, that that goes along with when we just flat out say some certain things in the Christian realm and we don't give the time to fully explain or give justice to the fact that this is a topic that needs more than just a cliche statement. It's like, forgive. Mm-hmm. You need to forgive. But there's a lot more to that. Mm. And so when you say, oh, you know, like become a Christian, you're going to have peace. Well, I'll just be honest with you. I live a lot of life not feeling peace. And I am a believer. Yeah. And um, and so I think we have to be realistic and honest in the Christian community about these things. The one thing that really made me open to this was once again, years ago, I was listening to Tim Keller and he gave this example of he and his wife were being, um, you know, called to go into the inner city of New York and start Redeemer Presbyterian Church. And he said, people would come up to him and say, do you have 100% peace about this, Tim? And he's like, are you kidding? Like, I don't have 100% peace about anything, (laughs) you know? And he said, much less like taking my family into New York and starting a ministry. He's like, I'm scared. I mean, is it, you know, is this really what we're supposed to do? And, and so what we've, what we've led people to believe in Christianity is that about life's decisions that you can have a knowledge of 100% peace, that this is 100% what God wants you to do, as well as a 100% peaceful feeling. Mm. And that's what we have to dispel. Yeah. Because if you go by scripture, there there is an element of a peacefulness in, in our spirit and a, in our soul, but peace is a person first and foremost. Amen. And so when you look at peace as a person, peace is Jesus Christ. As a believer, I have him with me constantly. Mm. And my peace is him. Mm. Um, And the truth he says about me as a believer. And if you don't know those, go to Ephesians, you know, see what Romans says about you now as a believer. That is what gives me peace. So even if everything around me is falling apart, I am not going to feel peaceful. Right. I mean, I I can do every little thing I can think of to give myself a peaceful feeling, but I can't. But I know, I know who is my peace. Amen. And um, so, so I was asked recently to speak at a church on calm in your chaos, Mm. and um, just put a lot of thoughts together there about it. But that's the first thing I want to dispel. So I think like with you guys, have you seen that with other people, like a false view of peace? And as soon as like, I see this a lot, just when girls then get married mm-hmm. and oh no. Yeah. And all of a sudden something goes wrong in the marriage. Well, yeah. Like wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And then they want to have these big psychological definitions to it. And they think they need to go down this road. And sometimes you just need to say, listen, hon. This is life. Yeah. This is life. Yeah. You signed up for a lifelong. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of sitting back listening to you, just taking it all in because I, you know, I mean, first of all, that perspective is pretty refreshing to like to realize, you know, what's funny, uh, I'm taken back to a moment where um, it was pr- pretty early on in our relationship. And um, I remember calling you over to my house And I was, you know, just kind of feeling a little bit off and everything else. And, um, you led me to that scripture where, um, Jesus talks about his, his yoke being light, Mm, you know, and kind of participating in that. And I don't know. I just, I remember you looking at me going, Lauren, you're, you're yearning for a perfection that is just unattainable here on earth. Yeah. And so just give that up. Yeah. And man, it was like one of the most freeing piece of advice. Like, and it really did. Like that was like a marker for me. You know how you have like the markers turns like in your like relationship or just like in, in your life and stuff. That was like, 
it was a moment. The Lord did something for me there through your words there where you were just like, just give it up. Like, you know, like we are to attain to these things, but like we will never reach them here. There will always be some sort of like chaos, some sort of something that we're going through. Yeah. Here, the side of heaven. And yeah, I don't know. It was just this like freedom, almost freedom to be like, yeah, like not everything is okay. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily because I'm doing anything wrong or sinful or it's just life. Like Mm -hmm. life is just going how it's going. Mm -hmm. And I have these certain feelings because there are some pieces of life that are just freaking hard right now and really sucky and and sad. And it's okay for, for those things to exist. Well, the thing is they are going to exist. Yeah. And we, what we want to do is we want to find what's going to make this go away. Yes. And we want it to go away fast. Oh, listen, I struggle with this in, in my parenting too. Like I catch myself just trying to stop whatever it is that's bothering me rather than like deal with and like, and, and shepherd my child's heart, Yeah, you know, and like figure out why they're acting out and everything. Like I stumble into this so often, like the Lord has to help me in this, like, daily to just like stop whatever the the chaos is like just like I'm gonna send you to your room or you're gonna go into a timeout or I'm gonna give you spanking or whatever it is just to stop the behavior yes rather than like go like lower into the heart of it you know and I think it it goes along that line like we just want the chaos to stop we just want the circumstance and the situation to stop Mm -hmm. when in reality like you're like you're in the middle of it and there is no stopping it yeah Yeah. you know like you're on you're on the boat well yeah I recently go ahead Erica um, I know for me, um, and I've had several friends walk through this as well, it's when you go through seasons of change, you start grasping for peace Yeah. as if mm-hmm. change is the antithesis of peace when mm-hmm. that's not the case. Um, like growth is necessary in life, change is necessary, um, but I'm so type A, I want everything to stay the same forever mm-hmm. as long as it's you know comfortable for me. So when right. something gets uncomfortable or something is calling me to have to put extra effort in, whether it's a change of, you know, moving out, you know, of moving out of my house when I got married, like that was, when you get married, it's a lot of change. I had mm-hmm. to, I moved out of my parents' home for the first time, moving in with this other person for the first time. I'm having to manage, you know, a lot more money for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you change jobs, yeah. it's you changing your mailing address on every website under the sun. Yeah. Like, it's just like a lot of stuff that was changing. And I just remember I was like grasping, like I would text like my mom or my dad and be like, uh, I feel like so. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't for me. I, it wasn't rooted for I thought a husband was going to make you know, everything put a bow yeah, on life. It's just right. the reality I, of change. I knew that wasn't the case. Right. Like I, I had a healthy perspective of like marriage is not going to be the end all be all. Right. Um, and so that wasn't it for me. It was like just the change of like, I don't have control over so much of this and like the yeah. timeline of, uh, you know, bills and the timeline of, you know, leases and the timeline of like, yeah. Yeah. you can only like control, yeah. s- control in quotation marks so much. Yeah. And when it's the change for me that I struggle with, that's when I start grasping for peace. Um, but when you back to what you were saying, know that like when peace is a person mm. and that person of Christ doesn't change, like it's that for me, I take such uh, I don't know what the word is, comfort in that. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I know he won't change. Yeah. My whole world is going to change. Relationships change. Jobs change. You know, income mm-hmm. changes. Mm-hmm. Um, all that kind of stuff changes. But he's not going to change. And that's why he is the peace. That's right. Why peace well, is nowhere yeah, else to be found. And it's, you know, I think you said it about yourself. And I've I've watched you grow up and I've I've learned her ways. Like Erica is at most peace what everyone when she has everything under control yeah <laughs> and as soon as something happens and so that's going to be a, a journey for her mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i mean i remember being like that yeah and thankfully the lord has like released some of that in yeah. me but um the thing is we have to remember we're we're human still yes and so i think sometimes we want to just hurry up and get rid of these feelings <laughs> Um, guilty. Okay, so, so dang guilty. you know, we we have a feeling of anxiety. We have yeah. a feeling of a of fear, mm-hmm. and so we do have to be careful because if we start focusing on those things too much, 
then they do get out of control. Yeah. And I have seen people that have gone into counseling. Yeah, that's what happened to me in yeah. counseling. And they focus so much on this that it becomes actually more of a monster to them. Yep. And instead of just saying, yeah, I felt anxiety in this situation. Well, you should have, you know, it was a yeah, scary right. situation, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I'm starting to you know, fear living alone and stuff. I'm like, well, that, that can be a scary thing living right. alone. Right. Um, you know, I recently heard a really good Bible teacher talk about like how people have it, it misteach this concept. Oh, there's 365 fear knots in the Bible, you know, one for every day of the year with this mentality of like, if we just claim that one 365 thing each yeah. day. We will be without fear. No, mm-hmm. no, we will never. Sometimes I, I feel like the prophet Jeremiah. Yeah. Because Jeremiah would scream out to these people. There is no peace, mm-hmm. peace, peace. We want peace. Give us peace. There is no peace and there will never be peace yeah. here on this earth. Yeah. Now you can take that to the level of just being um, such a, uh, um, just a negative, negative. Yeah. about everything. A pessimist. A pessimist. Yeah. Yes. Because, but God is still doing things. God is right. still saving. God is still restoring. Right. He, he will re- bring his kingdom back. Absolutely. But we need to understand there will be no peace. We will not be anxiety free until we are in heaven with God, with Christ living in our glorified bodies. Amen. So what do we do with all the stuff? Yep. Well, I think when I when I would hear this talked about, I would ask like, okay, what is peace to you? Yeah. You know, and I, I had a few things here. Some people say peace is the absence of war. Mm. Okay. We will have peace. It's the absence of war. Some people think peace is like maybe in a relationship, a freedom from quarrel, disagreements, harmonious relations. I had this false view that it, as I went into a marriage that I was supposed to, it was this was going to be a relationship that was free from those things mm. because no one ever talked about it. Mm. Well, let me just tell you, my marriage relationship has not had that kind of peace. Yeah. Now, does that mean we're unsaved out of fellowship with the Lord or all all the other little things we can make. No, yeah. it's the fact that we have two humans. Yep. And these two humans just happen not to be very laid back humans. Okay. <laughs> so for me, I'd be like, Lord, just give me peace in my marriage. And like for 30 years, like, yeah, no, no, yeah. this is, this is y'all's lot here. Yeah. Um, is it um, a piece is a feeling of safety and security. Mm. Give it up. Yeah. Give it up. Even people that have bodyguards and security systems live in fear and anxiety mm-hmm. because almost people, more so, almost more so because your attention's drawn to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, does the gun make you feel more secure laying beside your bed? I don't know if, if it helps then do that. But the truth is we are never completely safe and secure here. Yeah. And even the teaching of, you know, with Christ, I am safe and secure. Okay, teachers, can you please be realistic when you Mm. tell your people this? Because you will have a woman that falsely believes that she is free from any type of sexual attack, brutality attack, um, anything coming against her, her identity stolen. Do not lie to yourself with this false sense that just because I'm a child of God, I am completely safe and secure in this world we still live in. Yeah. Because the reality is good Christian people die some really horrific ways. Yeah. Okay. So that was all uplifting. <laughs> uplifting and encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> so I think some people will say peace too is this inner, this inner tranquility. Yeah. This inner contentment. And I think I think of that more where I am at my stage of my life, I just want to content with everything. I don't, well, it's never going to happen. Yeah. But if we do label it, I think we label it as a peace of mind. Mm. There's a lot to be said about a peace of mind. Mm. My emotions may not be at peace. Mm-hmm. My, that gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But 
I can have peace of mind. And mm. I think that's where scripture is very clear because it goes into so much of the renewing of the mind. Yeah. Yep. And it is going to be a battle the rest of our life. And the sooner we realize that, the better off we'll be. And, you know, I mean, some people say, well, Deanna, you just don't struggle with her. I'm like, no, no, sister, I have. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Yeah. Um, just here recently, there was a, a time a scenario, a life change that I had been dreading for two years. Mm. I didn't really realize I'd been dreading it. <laughs> um, I, if, if, if it came up, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate when that's going to happen. Yeah. Little did I know that a dread of two years when that thing finally came to that time and I was coming down to the last two and three weeks. Oh my goodness. Mm. Did my body and, yeah. and soul do some stuff to me? Yeah. It was ugly. It was horrible. I didn't know what to do about it. I had yeah. panic attacks. I mm. mean, this is just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And um, finally, you know, through just the course of, I mean, I'm like, okay, Deanna, do everything you know to do. Yeah. And so some of those mornings, it was like, get out of bed. Yep. Get out of bed, Deanna. Get out of bed. I don't want to get out of bed. Get your butt out of bed. Mm -hmm. And just the sitting up. Yeah. The sitting up. And I remember when it was one of the worst of the days. And I'm like, okay, do I try to do a bunch of work and distract myself? Well, no. My mind was just, my my ability to process was just yeah, gone. to concentrate. And yeah. so what I did was like, okay, I'm just going to go up to the pool and lay for a little bit. Mm. I'm just going to go up to the pool for a lay for a bit. And, and I'm going to listen to some stupid novel. <laughs> it's just a stupid novel, yeah. you know, just to get my mind off it on audio. Yeah. Well, a book came up on audio and it was called On Getting Out of Bed. Mm. And I didn't recognize the author. I didn't recognize, I never saw the book. I don't know why it came up. It was the very first one yeah. in suggested readings. Huh. And I'm like, well, I tried, I had a trouble getting out of bed the last three or four days. And so let me just listen to it. Little time, I didn't even check the author or anything. I don't know what crap <laughs> I was putting in my head. Thank the Lord, he sent that resource to mm. me. And it was a guy named Alan Noble who was writing to these type of things. And the thing was, I listened to it laying there the whole time. I listened to it three times that week, in fact, yeah, because he spoke truth to me. Yeah. He spoke truth to me. And I just needed the truth of, yes, mm -hmm. this is what your body can do to you. Yep. And um, just do what you know to do. Yeah. Do what you know to do and realize you've dreaded something. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be as bad as the dread, but what if it is? Yeah. And that's where I have to go back to what I know about who is my peace. Yep. So with all the peace stuff that's out there and all the anxiety, I really do a lot. I think a lot of it can be cured. A lot <laughs> of it can be helped. Yeah. By just having a realistic view of life. Yeah, a different perspective. Yeah. On what yes. you're yes. walking through and just the reality of of what it actually is and that it's just life. Yeah. Like we all are gonna face these things. Like this is just the reality of a fallen, sinful world and yeah. just existing in it, you know? I don't know. That I don't know about anybody else listening, but I'm good. <laughs> That did something for me. So, <laughs> and talk a little bit about the difference. Like, there's a difference between, like, be like just saying, "Oh, I'm living in peace. I'm living in peace. I don't need to take any precautions in life. Like, I'm just going to live haphazardly, throw caution to the wind. Like, I know who is my peace. Like, there's that, and then there's you know making wise decisions. Like, I know Lauren when we were prepping for this mentioned like as a business owner, like she's just throwing caution to the wind with her business. Like, you know, God's in control. I know who my peace is. But like as a business owner, kind of go back to stewardship. Like, right. you prep and make plans. Like for this podcast, we're not just showing up with no prep. Like, oh, you know, God's sovereign. Whatever happens, what happens, He's our peace. Like. Like, we're not going to live in fear of like whatever, you know, we're just going to mm. show up and he's going to give us what to say. Like there's prep or like I knew we knew someone back in the day that was that, you know, was onto this peace thing and trusting God and God's sovereign, which is true. Mm -hmm. But like they were like, you know, you don't even need to lock your doors. Right, yeah, common sense. Like, well, there's some steps yeah. we can take in this world. You know, God's given yes. us locks. Yeah, God's yeah. given us certain things. We can yeah. make wise decisions here. Yeah. Like, well, we need to understand we live in the enemy's territory. Yeah. Um, just imagine it as when you think about a war battle, 
and you think about those soldiers um, that they're dropped into the enemy's territory. They have to be very cautious. Yeah. They had to be prepared. They had to be taught some things. They've got to, you know, okay, what are we going to check their next step, Mm. you know? And I think we forget sometimes that we live in the enemy's territory. And that is all under God's choice. Mm Mm-hmm. And what we're here to do is to reclaim people back for the kingdom, mm. which is going to happen one day. Yeah. But I live in the enemy's territory. Yeah. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Don't be stupid. That's why it's good to prepare our soldiers and to yeah. teach them how to handle themselves in other environments. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, duh. Yeah. Don't sleep with your... If, if you live in a neighborhood of any kind, um, lock your doors. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, there was a day we can do that. But uh, hello, we don't live in that day anymore. Yeah. yeah it's it's funny. I, I remember pretty distinctly going to um, a church. And this is, this is back in Florida. But um, I went to the church and the sermon basically was, if things are going wrong in your life, you need to evaluate where your relationship with God is. And I just like, I mean, mm. I remember like, first of all, being pretty irate because like I was not living in any sort of like sin issue or like big, like, you know what I mean? Like there was no moral failure in my life at the time, but like stuff was happening. Yeah. And there were some hard things that I was facing and looking at. And I was like, it's the first time that I didn't like just take it in and like, and like self deprecate or like, you know what I mean? Right. I just like, well, I'm, I have to find this secret hidden sin and uh, this pat, you know? And I was like, actually pretty like angry. And I'm like, you cannot teach <coughs> these people that unless their life looks perfect, that they're not actually following Jesus. Yeah. And obviously that's the danger of what they call the prosperity gospel. Yes. Um, it's, it's not just that we like, you know, like, like, like to hound on them yeah. for it because, hey, I, I, I wish the prosperity gospel was true. Yeah, right. Seriously. You know? But and support this pocket. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but we, we live with this false idea that if, if, I, according to my definition of do what God wants me to do, then everything will be okay. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. You're going to have anxiety issues. Yeah. Yeah. That's not in the Bible. No. no. Like name one person it's like exact who opposite. earned God's peace. Yeah. yeah. Earned it. Yeah. Mm, like no, valor preach. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, and so, you know, when you think about peace, you want to like, okay, Christ is my peace. But there are verses that say that, you know, a mindset on him. Yes. Okay. So we'll what keep do we... perfect peace. Yes. yes. What do we talk about? What do we mean when we're saying that? Yeah. So overall, God does not promise us a life void of anything that will rob us of our peace and, um, you know, not bring anxiety. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be levels of trauma stuff that you went through as a kid. Yeah. You know, what I want to do first is I went through some stuff as a kid Mm. and I realized what it was kind of doing to me, talking Mm -hmm. to just a few people and just, you know, learning myself. But then when I finally learned that there wasn't a moment that he wasn't walking right with me, he could have changed every bad scenario that happened to me, Mm. but he didn't. Mm. And he allowed it or caused it wherever you want to fall on that. Yeah. Okay. God allowed it to happen. Yep. And I know this. He allows things to happen for a reason. Yep. And so I had to take those things and like, okay. So because of this thing in a relationship, God, you you were right there. Mm. You could have totally changed that whole dynamic, but you didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know you, mm. I know you have purposed everything for my good. Yeah. So let me start focusing on that. Yes. Instead of, I, I, I'm just going to say, be cautious how far you allow trauma counselors to go into the depth of your trauma. Yeah. Can I tell you 
We forget things sometimes for a reason. Yeah. God has allowed us to forget things for a reason. And you may be going into murky waters. Yeah. If you start going to bring all that stuff up, because if there's enemy, anything the enemy loves to do is let's bring up the hold, junk. Hold your past yep. over you. Yep. Yeah. You. Just yep. anything. Okay. Am I saying we don't need some help for those things occasionally? Absolutely not. Get it. Right. But if you start making that your focus, you're done. Yep. I go you're back done. To, I go back to the scripture um, that he is the vine, we are the branches. Like if we're constantly like focusing on the branches, focusing on the branches, focusing on the branches or looking at ourselves, you know, like he is the vine, you know, like we, if again, it's like the opposite of pride, right? You know what I mean? It's like pride on the other scale. I forget what the name of that is, but you know, like you're still focused on yourself. You're still focused. Your eyes are still on you instead of him. Yeah. You know, and like if he truly is our peace, yes. if he truly is like the, the goal that, you know what I mean? Like then just refocus, reattain, like attend yourself to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it reminds me of Psalm 23. For yeah. me, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then he gets to the part, uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It does yeah. not say, he's not going to ever make me walk through a valley of the shadow of the death. Yeah. Like, yay, though right. I'm still going to walk through it. Yeah. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You are yes. still with me. Mm-hmm. Like yes. he's saying, you're going to go through things. Yes. You will. Like it's guaranteed. Yeah. And, and trials and tribulations. the feelings that yes. go with it. Yes. Yeah. The feelings that go with it. So good. Is it hard? When a loved one close to you dies, yeah, yes, there's going to be a grief process that mm-hmm. you go through. You know, guess, talk to someone about that. But what I'm seeing now is someone dies and we feel that pain. We want it to go away. Yeah. And so immediately people will go to their doctors Yeah, and say, give me something for this. When the Bible is like, no. Like grief is something that can turn you to the Lord. Yes. Turn you to the Lord. So I, I say this for people that want to go to any type of counseling or trauma groups. Let me find out first where they're at spiritually, because nine times out of 10, there are exceptions. But if I say, tell me what your time is with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And they can even give me, oh, I, I read the Bible and, and I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Okay, explain to me your meditation process. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I would not go into any trauma therapy or into any trauma groups unless I first got down the concept of meditating on the Lord and his word. Mm. You are stepping into dangerous territory. Yeah. You are stepping into something that's going to make you a victim, that's going to make you focus so much on this and you are the person that's like, yeah, I've not gotten that meditation thing yet. Yeah. Be careful yeah, of that. Yeah, it definitely has the danger to do I that. I mean, it's scripture that tells us this. Um I have got some things here and I just want to do it because of the nature of what we're doing here. Yeah. Um okay, so we have this thing of um, you know, Jesus tells us that we not all already have peace within us, but he tells us we can experience some peace. Okay. So Isaiah tells us Christ was pierced for our transition. He was crushed for our iniquities. Chastisement was brought upon him. Why? So we could have peace. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a peace that is said that we can have as believers. Yeah. Okay. Is it going to be a hundred percent of the time? Probably not, mm. but we can get to this place. Um, John tells us that Jesus said, I've told you these things. What are these things? The truth about why Jesus came. Yeah. This is why Jesus came. He's like, all of you, you're going to experience anxiety, fear, no peace, grief. This is what it's going to look like. I came so that in these things, you may have peace. Mm. Okay. So then Paul, then as we're do- taking this progression of through the chronology of scripture, mm. Paul then says, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all time in every way. So you got two peace words in here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So may the Lord of peace give you peace. Okay. So, okay. Lots of peace there offered, but 
We have to know that true and lasting peace only comes in Christ himself. Yeah. And just because I am a Christian does not mean I will automatically experience that peace. Mm. So we need to know that true peace exists in Christ Jesus. Yep. I can't tell you how many girls, how many women have come into like my sphere and then they want to talk and I hear that this is their issue. And I say to them, tell me what your relationship with the Lord is like. And it's weak. Mm-hmm. It's weak. They're still having that thing of, yeah, I'm, I just struggle to do this. And I'm like, tell me about your meditation. Tell me about your silence and solitude yeah. with the Lord, with truth, with with the word. Oh, well, I do this, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's not it. Yeah, That's not it. And so I really feel like... We have missed the one concept of spiritual disciplines that can truly bring peace. Peace. So, well, it's funny too because, and we, and we kind of touched on this in a previous episode, the truth about your trauma, but talking about um, just like our nervous systems and like the research that they've done on the brain and stuff, like who would have thought that the Lord who crafted us together as his creation mm-hmm. and put all the things into place would have known what to do to keep it in a place of peace or to keep, you know what I mean? Like, like all these new research things coming out, like the meditation craze and how everybody's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, well I start my day with 10 minutes of, of meditation or gratitude journaling every single, like those are all biblical concepts. Like you didn't create, there's no new new, thing under the sun, you know, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like God for like, those are things that God said, you should be participating in this. Yeah. Meditate on my word day and night. Yeah. You know, think on me. Think on things that are above. Like like all of all of these things, even like even prayer and like Bible reading, these are those are all nervous system regulators. Yeah. yeah. Like who would have thought if we just participate in the spiritual disciplines that God has given to us in his creation, because it's he's a a giver of good gifts, then we would probably maintain this sense of thing yes. that we're longing and chasing after. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, oh, huh. You mean he like had that figured out? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like And with with the acknowledgement that True peace does not come until the place we're longing for. Yes, yes. And I think that's one of the reasons why we don't have people longing for heaven. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, we want the quick fixes. Mm-hmm. And so we also have to understand an element of this too, that that just may be the thing you battle the rest of your life. Yeah, that's, that, that is what you said to me on the porch. I just, I remember it and you were like, Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. So let's say if anxiety is going to be what maybe some would label as thorn in the flesh, Mm -hmm. thorn in the flesh, or just something that's part of the makeup of Mm -hmm. me under the curse that I now live in. Right. um, What do I do with this? Yeah. Do I now spend my life focusing on that to the neglect of everything else. Right. No. Right. No. And so, okay, so how do we get this piece? So I'm gonna have to get a little teachy here yeah. for a second. Okay. So I wanna I wanna learn how to be able to experience some level of this feeling, yeah, this piece. So yeah. um uh, you have Isaiah. Prophet Isaiah speaking to the children of Israel because mm-hmm. they needed some peace. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, <laughs> they had true war yeah. going on. And then you have Paul that speaks to those of us believers that are living now in the New Testament time. So Isaiah tells the people this. They say, he says that you, God, and I always like to change the pronouns to her, um, <laughs> um, you, God, will keep her in perfect peace when? When will you keep her in perfect peace, God? When when will you keep him in perfect peace? When her mind is stayed on you, God. Oh, amen. Okay, now, when her mind is stayed. You look up that word stayed, and I'll tell you what, mm. that puts a whole lot of responsibility on myself mm. to make sure my mind is stayed on him. Mm. stayed on him. Mm. Well, then Paul comes and says, he tells the believers in Colossae, let, allow, allow the peace of Christ to rule. Uh, 
oh, mm. to rule in your hearts, which that word hearts there is actually meaning the mind. Mm. Allow. Wow. Okay. So we've got to allow it, mm. which means there's some steps we have to take there to rule, mm -hmm. to rule. That means it gets to tell you what to do. Yeah. It's your Lord. Yes. Allow Christ's peace to rule. So the answer is in the mind, mm. okay? And I think we knew it was going here. So I think our dilemma now is, yes, I've heard that, Deanna, I know that, but I have a mental illness. Mm. I have an illness of the mind. Mm -hmm. And I in no way want to take away the truth from that. Right. But I'm going to also say this. Don't you dare diminish people with true mental illness mm. by labeling all your stuff as mental illness. Yeah. Because that is cruel to do to those that have true mental illness. Yeah. And I totally believe in mental illness. I believed in mental illness way before it was popular. Mm -hmm. I knew there was a sickness of the mind. Yeah. And, and I don't discredit that in any way, but I'm a little annoyed with everyone I come in contact with now that they're saying I have a mental illness. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, can we talk a little bit? Yeah. Can we talk? Because... Okay, one, usually it's self from what I've seen, it's usually it's a self-diagnosed. Well, it's yeah, mental. it's self-diagnosed, but the thing is they're throwing that out like candy. And they're throwing it out like it's a Yes. Yeah. And so when I when I get someone that's saying that and I want to talk to them, nine times out of ten when I talk to them, and I've talked to a lot of people with this, one, they won't shut up long enough for me to speak any truth or to say, you may want to consider this. Oh, no, no, no. I can't do that. My head, my head's this and I can't do this. And my mind's this. I'm like, would you just shut up for a second? Yeah. Slow down and listen to what I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I can't. I Okay. Or they can bat it. They're like, I tried that. I tried that. I tried that. And it's like, okay, well, if you have it all figured out, then continue. Then just go. Then go. Then go. Oh, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm not here to control your life. Right, exactly. But if you want to keep coming and saying this, so when, when Paul says the answer is the mind, Colossians, when you read Colossians, it talks a lot to this understanding that when they use the word heart there, mm. they're referring to the mind. So I, I say we've got to get control of our mind, our thoughts. So Romans 8 says this, for to set the mind. And if you look, I mean, words mean things. Yeah. Set the mind. You got to set your mind. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, when you see a woman on a mission heading to the mall or mm -hmm. like us at Disney, yeah. we have set our mind to yeah. this. We have planned, we have laid out yeah. and we're doing this thing no matter what. Well, Paul tells believers, you better set your mind, mm. set your mind. Okay. And so this, this setting our mind also has this idea of allowing it to be governed. Yeah. And can I just tell you, if you have more social media stuff coming in than Bible stuff, Bible is not governing your mind. I don't mm -hmm. care what you tell me. You choose your reality. Well, because the power of social media is so powerful. Mm -hmm. I don't even care if you're listening like good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So Romans says, for to set the mind, to allow the mind to be governed by the flesh is death. Mm. So I want to be careful, even in counseling, even in group therapies, how much am I going to set my mind on the thing that is the negative thing? Mm. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Amen. It's all it says. I mean, it just says it mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. Now, if you want to say, okay, well, I've tried those things. I personally want to say, explain to me how you're trying them, because I I have like one person in my mind, a dear friend, that she really did set her mind on 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 the spirit, mm -hmm. and she really did have a true struggle with anxiety. Sure. And what she did was she merged the two. Mm -hmm. She merged the two without neglecting 
the fact that I've got to set my mind on this, mm. but we want quick fixes. And I hate how Christians so quickly want to accept a world's answer, even if it's a medical answer mm -hmm. to something before they'll even give the 100% toward set your mind, yeah. let it be governed. Yeah. And so, um, okay, so it goes on to there. Then you have Philippians. It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, it will guard your hearts mm -hmm. and it will guard your mind. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that is a promise of God. Mm-hmm. Grab onto that. I've heard my husband say to numerous guys that'll come up to him, this and this. And he's like, guys, get this and just start focusing on letting God guard yeah. your mind. Yeah. Well, scrolling and TV and doing all the stuff that we want to do, just worldly movies right. all the time, right. that is not guarding your mind. Mm -mm. Nope. And so I have to sit there and I have to be honest with people. I'm like, you've not been guarding your mind. Yep. Why well, read the Bible and pray? Yeah, but you're not guarding your mind. Yeah. You're just not. Romans 12, 2 says, you're transformed by allowing the mind to be renewed. Mm. So throughout all the epistles, we see the instruction to set the mind on the spirit, not the flesh, to renew the mind, guard your mind. It's then we will be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And if you notice, all of this points us to the word of God. Yeah. And I have people say, well, I read the Bible. Okay, that, it's, not, it's not just in reading the Bible. Yeah. Um, it is. I have found the breakdown is they can't sit still long enough mm -hmm. to learn how to meditate. Mm -hmm. And until believers learn that, especially in the society we live in, yep. I have this feeling we're going to lose a lot of people to what the world is offering as answers mm -hmm. right now. I know I don't get a lot of good thoughts on that from people. Yeah. I, I just said this, try his way first. Yeah. Understand that when someone dies or you have sickness, it does affect the mind. Yeah. Be very cautious during those times. Yeah. That is exactly when, Lauren, that you said, know what you need. Yeah. Because I'll see people take the vacations and go on the trips and they come back just as bad uh -huh. because what they thought they had to do was feed the flesh. Right. Oh, I just need some time with family. I just need a vacation. No, you need to get away yeah. with a plan on how to meditate with God and beg him. Yeah. Beg him for you to learn how to be still with him. Yep. So that all goes there because yeah. when you come down to nine, Psalm 119, Great peace have those who love your law. Mm. And I'm like, okay, but I love God's word. I love God's word. Okay, love in the scripture always has tied to it obedience. Obedience. And just because you're doing ministry doesn't mean you're living in obedience. Mm-hmm. Leadership has to be careful of this. You know, I've, I've talked to, you know, um, um, our youth pastor, he's so neat. He said, I've tried one of those silence and solitudes. And he's like, I don't know if I really got the whole hang of it. I'm like, oh, you should have told me. I could have given you like some like some steps on how you first learn this. Yeah. Because those of us coming from our background of like legalism and stuff, we do not understand how to be slow yeah. and meditate. Yeah. But it has been one of the biggest game changers in my spiritual walk. Mine too. And so, you know, learn how to get Donald Whitney's book on the spiritual disciplines and read his chapter on meditation and learn how to do this. Get you some apps, mm -hmm. train your brain. I had to start at one minute mm -hmm. and I thought one minute was going to kill me. Yeah. I'm a go-getter. I'm a, you know, a doer. Um, my, my thoughts stray. Everyone's thoughts stray. Right. Don't use the excuse of I'm ADD or, you know, I just can't, I have squirrel. Everyone does. Everyone. Yep. We all have to train our brain. Mm -hmm. We live in a microwave society. Yeah. And so we have to train the brain. And like, I'm good now. I think I've accomplished great things in meditation if I can sit for 15 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I know what you're saying. So great peace have those who love your law. So, you know, the Puritans, they spoke a lot to this mm. spiritual mindedness. Mm. And I feel as if some of us that have come out of legalism 
have gone so far to the extreme of, I can allow the world in this area. I can, I can allow the world in this that we've not guarded. Mm. We've not guarded. And I did that. Yeah. And I did that. So Christ is our peace. Yeah. And there is a, an amount of peace that is guaranteed to us yeah. that are Christians. Unbelievers do not have this. Yeah. The thing where they may experience peace is the enemy is not attacking them yeah. in the way he's attacking us. Mm-hmm. And so they can just live going after all the things they want and think they're experiencing peace, but so sad and devastating to say they're going to wake up to a reality mm-hmm. that is going to be horrible. Yeah. Horrible for them. So, yeah, yeah I know I've talked a lot. Mm, it was all such good, necessary, needed information, though. I think, um, you know, in today's society, in our world, especially in America, in our culture, this is just needed. It's, it's. I hope that if if you guys take any of the episodes, you know, this one, this one truly could be like life changing. Um, for some of these women who are listening, take this topic, take this conversation, bring it to your circles, have these conversations with the other women that, that you're doing life with. Like, what is your idea of peace? Like, okay, you say that you have this lack of peace. Well, what is your definition of peace? Yeah. You know, talk through some of this stuff. Is it like that they're attaining to perfection and having not anything go wrong in their life? Because, okay, well, we need to change your definition of peace because God doesn't promise that. Right. That's a wrong definition. Right. Yeah. You know, and now you have a wrong view of who God is and what his word says. So take these conversations back, have these conversations, like this is the one, this is one where I'm, I'm like passionate about this. Like, please don't let this conversation stop here. You know, um, talk to the circles that, that you're a part of, um, share this podcast to get it going, you know, because I, I even if you don't agree with me, yeah, you don't have to agree with me. I don't care if you agree with me, at least give it a fighting chance. Yeah. That maybe you're misconstrued a little bit. Yeah. And you so desperately want a quick fix. Yeah. Yeah. Take it back to the Lord. All of this, you know, like take it before him. Like, Lord, is there any substance to this? Yeah. You know? Um, well, thank you. I I really appreciate all of that. I appreciate this topic. Is Erica um, still awake over there? Yeah, I am. <laughs> she's here. She's she's she has a lot of peace right now. <laughs> I'm just abiding in peace. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, anyways, um, I hope that that edified you as much as it edified me, <laughs> but, uh, we'll, we'll end this on a much lighter note. Um, this is a good one. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Is it going to give me peace? <laughs> well, it, it might, it'll give you a piece of something. <laughs> <laughs> How do you order your steak? How do you order mm, your steak? Medium well. Medium well. Medium well. I always have to go. You before I married my husband, I would always go to my parents and be like, "How do I order my steak?" At the restaurant, my whole family did. My Jeff adult. would look at me. We'd all kill my mom just to confirm that <laughs> we knew what we're so doing. Funny. But now I do the same thing to my husband because I like how he gets it better than than they get it. He yeah. Matt likes his a, a little more pink, yeah, red in the middle, a little juicier, a little less. Uh-huh. So I think he gets medium rare. So, uh-huh. so I just now in the restaurant I go, how do I like my steak? <laughs> she wants medium rare. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, listen, us in the cooking world, there's one way that you cook steak. That's yeah. it, and it's medium rare. Is yeah, really? I've heard. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, like it has. To, they st- yeah. the cow is like slightly still mooing. You yeah. know, like Perfect. yeah, you know. So like, <laughs> love that visual. Just, yeah, right. Eric <laughs> yeah. is like, mm, well, well done, yeah. well. <laughs> I like about yeah. a quarter inch of pink in the middle. If it if it looks like flesh. You in don't. any way. <laughs> I like a little flesh. I can't. Like, oh, I did man, salmon love... last night, and I'm like, mm. Oh, yeah. So, no, 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 no. Yeah. Fish, we're not talking about yeah. fish. Yeah. Fish has to be well uh-huh. done. Like, that sucker cannot be slimy. Yeah. Like, and I barely like salmon, like, because of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But steak, medium rare. Like, yeah. medium rare. That it's is... got to have some juice that brings out of <gasps> yes. it in every bite. That's yes. called blood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> but also, it has to be still taste each like meat bite too. for me has to be soaked in a one. Yes, so yeah, we are big sauce. Give me some a one sauce. I yes. did have a steak at Outback this week. Someone took me out, and um, you know, I'm on a keto thing now, so I couldn't get any of their sauces. But man, I just got the regular sirloin, and oh, I that, that tasted so it good. It did. Yeah. It's like. This really has good taste. Yeah, I know people it. who say like the best steak, you don't need sauce. Yes. They say. Yes. Like, you don't need I, sauce I agree. And that with really that. is true. That yes. really is true. Yeah. Because man, Heinz 57, that can load up oh, some yeah, sugar that, that. real fast. <laughs> yeah. Thank you too. to my keto coach right now. <laughs> oh man. Well, thank you ladies so much for joining us. This was definitely an episode that I really think uh, could encourage and edify uh, a lot of us if we allow it. So uh, I do hope that you take this. Please send us any kind of feedback. You know, we would love to hear from you. The The email is theironwomenpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next time. Hey sisters, thank y'all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or if it brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. Then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women.